0: Welcome to the Mind Body TV podcast with Dr. Kim Deramo. I'm a conventionally trained physician sharing how the body heals and how you can access this state of healing effortlessly. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Mind Body TV. I'm Dr. Kim DeRamo. I'm really excited to be continuing this Mind Body Miracles series. This is our fourth one in the series we've had. We have Randy live here today, who is just such a beautiful woman, such a giver, such a woman is really living in courage and living in her heart. She had experienced, I, I'm so excited to share this story because there's so many people dealing with. Kind of the no man's land medically of where you were um, before you came to this work, before you participated in the Embracing Health, before you like, really made a commitment to choose this awakening. Um, and so, for those of you who are listening, you know, who feel like, whoa, I've kind of been put in the medical wastebasket. Nobody knows what to do with me, uh, whether it's inflammation. Uh, Randy had severe PTSD, digestive issues, like everything coming at her with severe pain, and no one really understood what was going on, which from the perspective most um, conventional doctors are in, where it's like you're a physical, solid, separate thing. I, 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 this doesn't make any sense whatsoever. So, I want to share, I want to have you share a lot about your journey and what it was like to to deal with that and then to come through this work and then have experienced what you've experienced now. But j- just to lead in um for those of you who felt like wow, why is this happening to me? Is it is something wrong with me? Um no one understands. I feel totally alone. Um, Randy's going to be a really great person to speak today because she has really walked the journey and had such an incredible, incredible uh, story with this. So welcome and share with us where you're tuning in from. Uh, we've Hi. Got, <laughs> Thanks. So I'm from South Africa, South Jersey, Michigan, Nottingham, England. British Columbia. So I'm in Durango, Colorado. Randy is in outside of Minnesota in like a countryish area. Uh, and I'm just really, really grateful that she's here today. So welcome to everyone listening and welcome to you, Randy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here.
1: Oh, thank you for having me. This is really exciting and a real honor and privilege. And I'll, I have to say, it's also a little trippy because I very distinctly remember when I first found your work um, and the state that I was in in my life then. um, I think I found you through the Ortners, through the Tapping Summit. Mm -hmm. And so to be like talking to you and to be so far removed from like, it's it's like I'm a different person from when I first found your work. So this is really amazing for me.
0: Yes, beautiful. Well, um, why don't you start sharing Randy, everyone, everyone loves Randy. She's so beautiful and glowy, and just I think the way you've just chosen to show up authentically, which people will see today, it you glow, and and it helps people really embrace the light within themselves as well. So, sending love from UK, Port Huron, Michigan, another Michigan, California, Sweden, England, Alaska, Belgium. Um, thank you guys for being here, uh, Glasgow, Germania. So exciting. You guys, we have got this awesome worldwide audience. Uh, so, so why don't you share like where you were at, at that point, like maybe when you found my work, but even before that, um, what had been going on in your life, what you were dealing with and, and what the journey was like.
1: Yeah. So um, when I found your work, which I think was about maybe five or six years ago from now, um, I had, I've always been a spiritual person. You know, I grew up in a very, you know, strict Christian home. And when I got into my teens, you know, I found hmm, this isn't like, what do I believe? Not what the church or the Bible or my parents say, like, what do I believe? So I already was on this like spiritual journey of studying Buddhism and other teachings and new age and, um, meditation. And, Prior to finding your work, I had already actually had a lot of changes because in my teens, I had very severe suicidal depression. I had a a severe eating disorder. Um, I I was very cut off from the world, like actually physically, like I was very isolated physically. I hardly ever did anything or went anywhere. And I got to the point where I realized that no one was going to get me out of that hole unless... I figured out how to climb out of it and so at that point I you know I was on antidepressants and I was in therapy and it helped a lot because I actually was diagnosed with PTSD at that point from my childhood trauma so I did a lot of work on all of that prior to getting very sick and finding your work so I had actually gotten into like a really stable place for the first time in my life I had you know was at my best weight and health and and then I got into this very abusive, toxic marriage, um, to someone who was, uh, had narcissistic personality disorder and was an alcoholic and an addict. And I was so shocked. I was like, how could this happen to me? Because having like a beautiful marriage was the most important thing that I, since I was 16 years old, that was like my number one heart's desire. And not just like this Cinderella marriage where I'm rescued, but like two people. And it's amazing that I had that awareness at that age even. But I was like, I want us to be like this relationship that's like a testament to what love can be. And so when I got into this awful marriage, I was like, how did this happen to me of all people when this was my heart's desire? And it's such a pure desire and a good thing to have in the world. Like, how could this happen? So it was like, earth shattering for me. It was just like dark night of the soul times a thousand for me.
0: I'm going to interject here because this is a potent moment and this is a really, really common kind of universal part of the equation with people who've come to this work and then have this awakening and realize so much of how we're creating our reality and what's going on here, that when we medicate our symptoms or therapize them away and kind of get to this conditional state where like okay I'm managing it that it always comes out in another channel whether it's like now I have anxiety and I'm ah, you know I don't have the physical symptoms but now I'm like constantly in fear they'll come back or okay I got this health thing handled but now over here my relationship is falling apart and, and we saw this with um Jessica Sullivan's interview which was uh, in the past we're gonna have her back next week as well but she shared this whole thing where, you know, she finally got better from Lyme and she's managing it with diet and she's got all these things. She's got to keep a tight space to, like, get this under control. Um, but now she's living with severe panic disorder, depression, anxiety. It was like the energy just gets moved to a different channel. It wasn't actually resolved. And so for, for those of you who lis- who are listening, who found like, OK, I got my thing handled as long as I do, blah, 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 blah but that that solution doesn't actually feel like freedom. It feels like a conditionality, or it feels like a heaviness, like, oh, I can't go out in the world and eat with my friends or have joy or actually be free. That isn't the same as a, a, a solution, uh, like a true freedom. So so I want you to keep that in mind as we, as we go through the rest of your story too, Randy, uh, what the difference is between like, okay, managing it, as long as I keep doing my thing, but that it actually isn't freedom. So, um, so yeah, go ahead and share. And that, you know, that ended up coming out in the in the marriage where that was where the like oppression, suppression, abuse was. Absolutely. But if I'm creating all that's showing up in my life, I'm choosing it. Where am I still in that separation, fear, fear and control, which is like two sides of the same coin managing my life versus actually in, being in total freedom?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, um, The interesting thing was like, um, prior to everything like really blowing up in my face, I had gotten off antidepressants because I I was conscious of wanting to use those as like a tool to get me where I could, you know, you know, manage, let's say, manage my life to the best. And it was like, you know, it was part of the journey and it it got me conscious of like things with my parents and I healed a lot with them. But when everything just really blew up after, it didn't take that long for me to really surrender to this idea that life was happening for me and not to me. So I was really determined to figure out, um, I guess I maybe wouldn't have the language of how did I create this, but like, what was my part in it? And and then it started to make sense to me why I would draw this kind of marriage in, because it's so mirrored the dynamic that I grew up with, with a bipolar mother, Um, And brother, so that my, you know, my entire system was kind of wired to be in this like equating love with, um, you know, erratic behavior and having to codependently manage people and all of that. And so I was entirely cut off, not only from my body, like, I don't think I was in touch with my body from the head down, um, but also from my heart or even the idea that I could have what I wanted you know that i had any sovereignty in my life at all was you know not uh, not something i was conscious of and so it was such a long painful process for me but i was i was so committed to to um i also didn't i also took a lot longer to leave the marriage than maybe i should have but part of that was i was determined to not repeat that i was like i know if i don't get to the bottom of why i ended up in this and what is going on within me, I might, it might be a different face, but it's gonna be the same situation. And so I was so committed to that. Um, and what was interesting is as I just kept committing to my awakening, um, I was guided, like things would like, teachers, books, emails would just come into my reality at the exact moment when I was ready to receive that. And that's how I found your work. Um, because, you know, the marriage was terrible right away, but about a year into it was when I had, went through an acute trauma. And within a couple months of that, I was deathly ill. And I was going to all of these doctors. They were testing me for cancer and MS and lupus. Um, I had, you know, very severe symptoms of uh, fatigue and pain, um, insomnia, digestive issues, neuropathy. And they said, Well, we can't find anything wrong with you. But here's the list of drugs that you should be on. And I was like, I feel like my body is trying to talk to me. And so I am not going to shut my body down by putting all these drugs on top of these symptoms. So I had that awareness that was even before I found your work. And I'm so grateful that I listened to that because I just, I instinctively knew that that was not going to be the path. So at that point I found a therapist that helped with EMDR that helped me with the PTSD. And I started, you know, changing my diet and looking at these patterns. And then, then I found your work because I'm like, okay, this is only getting me so far. And I don't see anyone around here, including my therapist who's really helping me tune into what is my body saying. And, um, it can't be true that um, I'm going to have to just live this way forever, or that I'm going to have to do all these really difficult things just to get to a baseline of functioning. Like that can't be true.
0: Mm-hmm. That, that's a pinnacle point that a lot of individuals get to. We get to when we're sort of like, you know, I shared in the workshop last week about that second stage of awakening where, you know, the first stage we're like life is happening to me how to play the game, what are the rules? Let me manage, let me figure it out. And then we get to that second stage, like, well, that didn't work. I I guess I'm part of this. But we go into this space where we're trying to control it. And th- that's certainly what I did trying to heal an autoimmune disease, like mind over body. What did I do wrong? I got to get this. I got to heal myself. But it was that same state of like, oh, this is heavy. This is hard. This is work. This isn't actually the Freedom that I know is possible, and I think we all get to that space when we're in that second stage. We're managing it, and you know, some people say that the devil you know is better than the one you don't. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. okay, it's not freedom, but at least I know how to manage this. Mm-hmm. At least I got this covered. So we want to keep that control, yeah. which you know we can't actually have be in full surrender when we're still in control. And so control is is fear. But but the insight you have from that point is like it gets so heavy that you realize, like, wait a minute, this couldn't be it either. This there's gotta still be something higher than me controlling and me managing and me like buckling down and this is life. So it's really, um, if any of you recognize yourself in that that statement, um it, it comes maybe in a subtle way or maybe all at once in a big way, but it comes usually like little by little in a whisper of like okay, what is she talking about? Because that's not what I'm living. And then we may be locked back into our conclusion. Like, yeah, sure. That's for her, but not for me until we don't, until we just kind of don't buy our own BS and the belief system about that anymore. So I, I, I kind of want you to speak to that a little bit. And what would you say to someone in that, in that point that allowed that shift for you?
1: Well, um, the interesting thing is like, and I know you've spoken to this a lot, is that, um, so once I had that, that awakening and found your work and like, oh, I could feel the resonance of this. And yes, um, um, I'm totally on board with the the fact that any chronic illness that isn't responding to any kind of treatment is, you know, 100% emotional trauma-based. Um, so I was fully on board with that. And that was like the opening. That was a yes. But then my patterns, like I think a lot of people who are some version of like intellectual type A personality, um, we can like take that initial awakening, yeah. that resonance. And then our minds like, I got it. Let's go to town. Yeah. We're going to ace this mind body thing. We're going to be the best at it. We're going to get it.
0: down. Yeah. Cause we're still in the head. Cause mm-hmm. that
1: transition from second to third um, stage is
0: like head to heart. The great unknown. I am not in control here. I don't even understand this, but there's a freedom and there's a lightness. And you know what? Most everyone who chooses the Embracing Health program to work with me live or even just like tuning into this work at all is making that transition because this stuff doesn't make sense in the head you've got to let something in here first that resonates as like a speeding up or a lightness. And then the awareness comes in that you have understanding, but it will never, ever be the other way around. Like, right. You make sure and understand this first, then I'll experience the lightness. So it really, for you, it was a clear like transition from the head to the heart, which is where we have to give up control.
1: Well, and for me, it was, yeah, because that control, what that was really about was covering up like massive levels of fear that, and, uh, you know, these belief systems thinking that, oh, this is going to take years to get through or to clear it. And so let me stay in this busyness that, and, and again, it's like the, the tools and the techniques and the truths were, were still all true. And they did, you know, they did assist me and I can't fault that part of my journey, but, um, and I see this in a lot of people, which is what really was like the um, I think anyone that eventually like yourself that comes to any kind of work that they're very passionate about and is of great service to others. It's usually because it's the, it, it's around their personal pain point. <laughs> and so for me, where I got to um, that spurred me on to become a women's embodiment coach is seeing that pattern in so many people where it's not like they're stuck in like you know, life's happening to me. I don't get this. They're like, no, they've had an awakening. They're really, they really have had a massive shift in consciousness and they've had a lot of healing and they're really on board with healing their inner child and doing less techniques and being present to their body and learning how to transmute energy and all of this. But their outer life, like myself, my outer life wasn't actually shifting that much in any area in money, health, love, um, in my work. And so I was like, Hmm, what's going on here? Because I know I'm on the right path, yeah. but I'm not having like the actual 3d manifestation.
0: And so well, that's a good question point. too. like men's M- 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 Simran says while healing, we feel it can't be easy. It has to be something hard. Like you aren't doing something to heal. How do you cope with that? And this is exactly what we're speaking to is like, when we let go of the control or when we just tune into the lightness like is this true for me because yes. the head will say no you got to do this you got to do that you're allergic to that food you can't have the food you got to be restrictive you got to blah, 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 blah. and you're like wait a minute that kind of feels like a hamster wheel heavier light and you just tune in so i've given people that tool of heavy light because the mind's going to take you on a wild goose chase of never ending i'm almost there i'm almost there i just have to do this i just have to do this versus Wait. Let's check in now, in this very moment, in this here and now. Where am I resonating? Is this is this heavy? Is this light to to continue to do it this way? Or maybe it was super helpful, but it's no longer where I need to be at. So it doesn't mean this thing is bad. This thing's wrong. Medications are bad. Diets are no, 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 no. You can only know from the right now in your own wisdom. Is this true for me? Is this my path? And so you you had to tune into that. And I know you've. You've used that as you've gone forward as well. Um, But would you say that was like a big part of that?
1: It was, yeah, one of the biggest parts of it. And for me also, it was about starting to tune into even the more subtle layers of what is the story that I'm telling myself that I have to keep doing it this way, that I'm in that state of uh, I'm almost like you said, I'm almost there. Just one more course, just one more coach, just one more teacher. Or, you know, in a few weeks, I'll be able to manifest it. And so it was this idea, I started just getting really honest about like the story, like the beliefs and assumptions that I was still buying into. And a lot of it did have to do with what that question spoke to a moment ago of it can't be that easy. Um, I haven't earned it yet. Like I haven't worked hard enough yet. And so I, a lot of this journey for me has been about learning how to uh, remember the truth of who I truly am and wake up to the, that that. My worth, like you said, my worth is in my being, has absolutely nothing to do. There's nothing to earn. And that's so tied into like the, the sacred feminine energy of inherent worth and of just receiving just for being alive. And could I let go of this, you know, this kind of masculine energy, um, mind based? Like it's like using the mind to try to do the heart work, (laughs) which, you know, which wasn't working and then buying into these ideas that I was still really identified with like a self concept that um, of inadequacy, like inadequacy that I can't do it. Um, The big one for me is nothing works for me. Um, And that I can't have what I want. Those were like the top three things that I was really identifying with. And when I finally got to the point of just like, um, what if that wasn't true? What if I was done? with the self-help, you know, with the self-help, you know, what if, what if, what would be my cure for that self-help hangover? What if I was done with trying to heal? What if I was already perfect, whole, and complete? And sure, maybe there'll be, you know, parts of my humanity to meet the rest of my life. And that's awesome. But what if every bit of me gets to come along into this, into this um, really integrated, life and then that gets to be reflected so that it isn't just like constantly meeting things internally and having these shifts of like yes more peace and more clarity and more um you know when that was noticeable I mean people were like wow you've changed so much and like you, you know we can see that but as far as like in the physical world where was I still you know kind of holding that away like I don't get to have that part yet what if I could just stop and say, I'm done? And I literally did that. I was just, I even said that out loud, like, you know what? I'm done. What if I was, what if I was done? What would that be like?
0: Oh boy. It's a loud cellular message that, um, it changes just, just, uh, and I want to share because this was a big part of even when I put up front in the embracing health work was this little piece I would see people do where they would make that shift And then it was like a, yeah, but yeah, but my lab results. Yeah. But I still have no money. Yeah. But X, Y, Z, because there's this idea that if I embrace something that there should be an instantaneous physical shift, but it doesn't really work like that. We've got to stabilize into the new energy so that the physical can begin to revolve around that change. We do see there's an instant uh, electromagnetic shift, which I think is the most fascinating thing. Why, why I created the instant elevation to be, what it is it's like how do i instantly shift my harmonic but if we keep then bringing our attention to the outer as more real than what is experienced on the inner we yep. lose the adeptness because what you've been really adept with is sensing in the inner feeling becoming acquainted with what's happening within me right now and then not making it mean anything meaning exactly we go to, from that space like you notice oh my god i'm in this energy of hamster wheel almost there, almost there. And I'm not actually in peace. So that's just a check-in. What you do with that is like, what's the game changer? Because what most people do is, so now what do I do? How do I fix it? What do I do? Oh my God, I can see him in the hamster wheel. How do I get off the hamster wheel? But if you actually just let the noticing be the medicine, so to speak, you begin to realize that noticing where I am is what allows the shift.
1: Yes. And I'm making that
0: simple people are like you know um because even uh Eve is saying i feel like you're speaking directly to me still stuck all these years later managing i have to keep doing it this way if i let go i'll fail and what you said was um i realized those are just beliefs yes. and you just we breathe in and we breathe out oh interesting not now what do i do with it about it but all of this is here okay i'm aware of it because the awareness is the medicine
1: well, and I think that actually the biggest belief that I ever changed or open to changing was this belief that it was hard for me to change my beliefs <laughs> because i had been aware of, you know, work like Joe Dispenza and Bruce Lipton and like all these ideas of like, you have to change your limiting beliefs and reprogram and all of that. And I had tried, like I've done so many programs on, it wasn't that I wasn't aware of the beliefs around money or health or love. I was very aware of them, and but I, nothing I ever did seemed to change them. Which, of course, if you have a core concept, a core self-concept or belief that nothing works for me, then, of course, that's going to trump all the other conscious, you know, positive things. But I finally just said to myself one day, what if just me saying that I'm changing that belief and then that's the new story? I just keep telling myself because it's really a belief is just that story you keep telling yourself over and over. And And if I could be willing to let go of that identity what would, because who is the person that goes along with that thought? And so, what is the the assumption and the belief of the person I want to be? So, what are the thoughts that go along with that person? And when I started being willing, as you just said, to give more priority and make it my true reality, what I connected with in my inner world that lit me up, that made my body soften, And make that the truth instead of like, oh yeah, that feels really great. Okay, but oh nothing's changing. Like that was the game changer for me. Because, you know, one of my before I even got there, interestingly enough, my one of my mottos that I write about a lot in my work is what lights you up will save you. And so when I what 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 lights you up will save you. What lights you up
0: will save you. Yeah.
1: And so I was like, what if I just start listening and prioritizing to everything that makes my, either my physical body open and go, yeah, or my internal world, anything like that, and be like, that's the real thing. Because the, and the, the other thing, there's an analogy that I use that's helped me a lot. Um, and I use it with my clients because I think it's really helpful. Um, Because so often what happens is when we choose that, what lights us up, or when we have that internal shift of like, oh, I feel the expansion here. I see that now I I have less anxiety. Um, What often happens is then life will kind of go the opposite direction for a moment or something will blow up. And we think that, oh, I must be doing it wrong or that's a sign that I have more work to do or something more to clear or more energy to shift or more trauma to heal yeah and just, so that the analogy that I have is that when you have a desire it's like your destination and you say yes to that desire whether it's something internal like I want less anxiety I want peace in my heart and, or it's something in your outer world like I want to um healing from this illness or i want harmony in my relationships or more abundance when you say yes to your desire it's like you're getting on a train and so when you're on you know when you're in a train and the train is still in the station you look out the window of the train you don't see anything right because you're the train is in the station it's static it's staying there but when you say yes to your desire you're getting on that train okay then the train starts to move what's the first thing that happens the scenery outside the window of the train starts to change. So, and usually, you know, when a train takes off, it's like in an urban area. So it's going through places that don't look so good. And maybe there's billboards, and those billboards maybe say scary things. Like they're in old neighborhoods you used to live in, and they're saying all kinds of nasty stuff. We'll never get out people, of here. Who do you? Yeah, you it's on? not gonna be okay. You're you're never gonna make it. And so what most people do. When they see that, is they freak out and they try to maybe they try to lean outside the train and change the billboard, or they go up to the engineer and say, "Hey, you're going the wrong direction. Like I gotta control where the train is going." Or worse yet, they you know they slam on the brakes and they're like, "Get me off this train. This can't be the right train." Made a big mistake. And the the thing is, if you would just be like, "Okay, this." all of these things that are blowing up in my face or it seems like the opposite of my desire or it seems like all of a sudden everything got harder it's not a sign that you're not going to your desire it's a sign that you are going to your desire because if you were staying static in the train or not even on the train at all you wouldn't be seeing this stuff move and if if you just be like i'm in the train i trust the train i don't need to control where the train is going What is my only job is to stay in the train and to start aligning my thoughts and beliefs with the version of me who's at that destination because that's the truth. That's the truth of who I am and I don't have to work at that. I don't have to make that happen. I just have to start receiving that that's already done for me. And what's the most peaceful way I can just be? And sometimes that is about bringing massive amounts of compassion to how intense it might be when you first start leaving the train station. And that's okay. But to remember, if I just stay on the train, I am going the right direction. It's okay that this all looks really bad right now.
0: Yeah, and sometimes feels bad as well.
1: Really, yeah. I, I You have so much
0: to share. I'm so glad we're doing this. Um, I would like to hear, so you you came to this work. You, You've now been in the Embracing Health program. Um, I've seen your journey, which wasn't always this like pretty neat picture of like, oh, I popped into consciousness. It was an acceleration of, of <laughs> learning to navigate the fears that would arise. You know, like someone just said, it's it's when I'm trying to find peace that the fear gets louder, it's just as you described. Exactly. So so what uh what happened next? You you began to choose this yes, um, and 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 how did that go with? with this work, with the journey, but also with like what you saw happen in your life and in your health?
1: Um, So for me, it was, you know, it was definitely an up and down and it was a slower journey than I don't want to give people the wrong idea. Like I had this awakening and six months later, everything changed (laughs) because it was, you know, as I said, I found your work five, six years ago. And um, in the last almost like four years now, um was when i left the, the abusive marriage that i was in but it it was it was very painful for me because i i was really heavily identified with those old stories and with this idea that um all of this stuff is deep rooted and so it's going to be really hard to clear it out and the the uh, the place that i was really residing in was this place of lack that i don't have what i need i would see it like i would see programs or coaches And I would, so my idea wasn't that um, what I needed didn't exist. It was that I didn't have access to it. Or I would see like, oh, I could move to this place or, you know, I could do this thing to get away from the situation, but I can't afford it. I don't have any money. I can't do it. I don't have access to what I need. And so it was a very slow process of just kind of peeling those layers away. But as I, as I said, you know, I was so committed to it. I was so devoted to that. And I knew there was no way back. I mean, you know, once you've had that veil, you know, you can never unsee that, even if your journey's really sticky and, and painful like mine was, <laughs> you can never unsee it. So um, I just kept softening and I got to the point where there was real clarity in the marriage that I had to go. It was very violent. It was very dangerous. Um, and so I finally just did make that commitment, like, OK, whatever this will take, whatever this looks like, even if I have to live somewhere Yucky and depressing and, you know, work two jobs or whatever. I'm going to do that. Um, but I did. I did keep holding in my mind. Like, I would like it to be lovelier. I would like it to be. Easier. I appreciate
0: I, that. I remember it. that part of the journey where you're like, here I am in survival. Oh, I'll take whatever I get. And you realize oh, I want it to be beautiful. How do I reconcile this? Uh, 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 Was like a um, almost like you were in a bartering with the universe. I'll take whatever I can get. Oh, no, I actually want it to be beautiful and I want to feel good about my life. And so you kept letting more come through, even though the lack story was was loud, like you're not going to get a job, you're not going to have money, you're not going to make it on your own, that you kept listening to the yes and you found I can have beauty in my place. I can let this into my life and I can be that generous with myself and my life will be that generous with me. So I, I mean, yeah. we could talk a long time with all the little nuggets of what happened in there, but you've always shared so beautifully in the, the mind-body community, and I've seen
1: those things you you let in despite the the programming. Well, that and it's interesting because it was about that time, it was before I even left the marriage, that that kind of download of what I call my my personal motto that of what lights you up will save you. That was when I got that because it was while I was in the midst of that darkest place. And I just felt like this voice was saying, hey, every time something makes you go, ah, oh, even if you think I don't get to have it like that, what if I just took one inch towards it? Or what if I just said, I want that and just started even just receiving the desire because so often when we're really in that dark place or we're heavily identified with a lack or striving or hard work or it's this idea that it's just not available to me, we don't even let ourselves receive the desire. We just instantly bump it out. And so when I started just being like, what if I could have it or what if it, you know, maybe it's not the biggest best thing, but what if it could just be a little nicer or I could have something a little better. And that actually took you know that those those openings, those softenings will take you on that breadcrumb trail if you're willing to let it be um to be possible, just what's possible. And so I um you've also, I know you've spoken to this too,' it's like so often we think we have to have like this big spiritual manifestation of like, oh, it's a miracle. but the the fact is, often, in fact, most of the time, I think, the universe our higher self within us works in kind of ways that look really normal when we relax and open. And then we'll think of something that where we're in that fight or flight, or when we're in those old identities and beliefs, we just don't have access to. And then you go like, why didn't I think of that so easy? Because what happened is that um, a friend of mine said to me, it's like, well, why don't you just take out a loan so that you can move and pay for the divorce? And I was like, oh, I don't think I can do that. Like, I, I have really bad credit. And she's like, well, you should just go check it out. And so I did. And I, I got alone with no problem. <laughs> and so then um, I was like, well, where am I going to live? And again, I'm just like, nope, I'm just going to follow. And so I'm just like, what about this? And to follow another thing that's really can be helpful, especially if you're in a really heavy place and you've tried things, And you're waiting again for that, like that big, like angels in the sky pointing to this direction, be willing to follow just your curiosity, like, huh, I wonder about this, because that's also how your higher self can be, you know, that there's a verse that says you're still, you'll hear a still small voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. Mm -hmm. And so that's how I found my apartment, which turned out to be better than I could have ever imagined. And then this healing, beautiful, peaceful place where I could um where i yeah where i could really heal and come home to myself after all of that that i'd been through but i had to be willing to open and i had to be willing to start seeing that when these things come up the pain or the old story or the fear which can be so intense it isn't a sign, like you, like you said earlier. It isn't a sign. that, Oh my God! I had. Now what do I do with this? It's like, could I have the courage to be in this moment and let all of that, these clouds, really, these clouds of doubt or fear or inadequacy or it's never going to be okay or how it. This is how it's always been for you. You're, and you, look, you've worked so hard and you still haven't gotten very far. All of those clouds. But if I could remember that who I truly am, my higher self, my true self, myself too, as you've talked about, that's the vastness of the sky. So how concerned do you think the vastness of the sky is with the clouds? It doesn't have to do anything with the clouds. It doesn't have to battle them or change them or make them go away. It's like, they're, it's okay that they're there if I remember who I truly am. And so that's like the core place of my work now because I think like so many people that I've seen where i was so much is that this idea that okay i'm learning how to accept what is and say yes to the pain and and be present in my body and be with all of this but i've got to let that dissolve or transmute that or heal that and then i'm going to be able to focus on my heart's calling and my deepest desires and my yearning but the yes yes comma and isn't that's not two separate states of being it's not two separate spaces we occupy it's together yes to the clouds They can do whatever they want, they can say whatever they want. And as the vastness of the sky that I truly am, I can also be like, anything I want is a sign it's meant for me. Creation is finished, it's done, this is meant for me. so I can welcome that in and say, thank you for my desire, it's already here now. It doesn't matter how I feel, I don't have to raise my vibration or be positive or work on more stuff to be worthy. Of what's here for me now the fact that i desire it is proof that it's here for me and so it's irrelevant how bad these clouds feel because it's irrelevant and i don't have to they could be here the rest of my life then i can have all the space in the world for compassion and gentleness with them and it seems like a paradox but as i really open and anchored into that um that is when they move when it's like hey i could have this this abandonment wound or this anxiety I could have it the rest of my life because it's actually irrelevant and it's not in opposition to me getting the relationship of my dreams or I could have this fear about my health the rest of my life. And it doesn't matter because my wholeness and my health is available to me whether this stuff clears or not. It's really not about clearing it. It's about remembering who you really are and therefore then it's
0: irrelevant. Mm -hmm. You've certainly been in so much more of lightness. Like we can really feel you. And how you've integrated this knowing, which was there five years ago, but it's like cultivated and it's been nurtured and it's really come through. And even just from like a year ago to where you are now, to speak so um, in such a soft way that you let this flow through, and there's not there aren't those layers. Like it's it's so much easier to see who you are. That's always been there. I think people are sharing, you know, I hope you read in the comments too that, how beautiful and powerful this is. So, so I want to, before we finish, like what was the experience with, um, so when you found this work, you're kind of percolating in it, you know, like you said, that it wasn't just this all at once thing. Um, and then how you kind of navigated that, what had you choose, um, embracing health, what was that like? How did that contribute to your journey? And, and I think also like where are things at now with like the PTSD, um, eating disorder, suicidal depression, pain, severe pain, uh, the, the digestive debilitating digestive issues, neuropathy, like how did that go?
1: Um, well, the, the majority of everything you mentioned like completely cleared, like the PTSD is completely healed. And that actually happened several years ago. You know i'm not on any medications whatsoever anymore um the depression the the suicide well the, the suicidal depression that was more in my teens but um all those major symptoms the neuropathy um, the like the the vertigo all of those things that i had when i had that acute illness about um before i found your work all of that's completely resolved and i do have a few symptoms that are kind of lingering but it's weird to even say that to be honest because i have been like identifying with i'm healthy whole i'm perfect healthy whole i'm vibrantly healthy and so um like those i have a completely different relationship with those things and again i think sometimes a lot of people be like okay i i I relate to that i'm starting to have a different relationship with it but then they put in the butt but it but it hasn't cleared instead of acknowledging that if you have a different relationship with your symptoms that is a sign and it's like just hang out there a little while longer just hey just hang out there a little while longer and so um yeah so to to be in the in the work with you like one of the biggest things was learning how to listen mm-hmm. to my body And it can be so scary because I think that's like the biggest reason we don't want to be in the body is because of that intense fear. And then we think it's a sign, like you said, like we have to do something about it. And so like the biggest thing that I got from is, can I be in it and just sit and see what happens? And, It's usually that moment where you think, this is so intense. I cannot sit in in my body in this for 10 more seconds. I'm going to die. And if you will sit there for 11 seconds, that's when it will move.
0: That may be the most powerful thing that we've shared today. That is so true because it's when all the intensity is is coming up at its highest, that it's all ready to move, all of it. But it's that moment when it comes up at its most intense that we also might run back to buying into the fear. I think that's one of the things coming up in the collective right now, is there are so many reasons to fear. But if you just find one reason to find truth, it can let all of that dissolve. Well. What was the, Rita said, a move to tears. People are really um, appreciating this. So what what was the experience like with Embracing Health, especially where you were already versed in this work, already seeing really profound results? What, had you
1: choose that? And then what was that journey like? Um, it was, I think the biggest thing was this awareness that I could feel the resonance of it and all the reasons why I couldn't have it and why it wasn't going to work for me. And instead of listening to that, I was like, okay, that's a sign that this is right for me, not that this is wrong for me. And by that point, I was at a different level where in the past or like in the beginning of finding this work, I would hear these things or these tools or what you were saying as again, it's like, okay, how do I learn that? Then how, how do I practice that? Instead of how can I receive that and know that on some level that's already true within me, like that's already functioning. There's a version of me who already gets it. Instead of like how do I get this? How do I how do I do this? Like I I, I understand or I resonate with it and I believe it, but like how do I make it real for myself and be like, what if I just soften and know it there's a version of, of me, me who it already actually
0: that it. It, it actualize the experience of it and it. It helps you actually live it instead of still trying to
1: learn it. Yeah. And I think one of the things that really helped me integrate a lot of the work is start just softening and asking questions, like kind of like what if questions or if I did. So if I did know that this was going to work for me, how would I feel? What are the thoughts I would be thinking? Um, What if I did believe this? You know, what if I did believe that this could be easy? What if I did know that I was already done, that I was already healed and this doesn't have to be hard anymore. And something that also would say when those moments of like, I couldn't, I felt like I can't make it to the 11th second, I've got to, you know, I can't do it. And it it sounds strange to the mind, because intellectually, we like we know this, but it isn't our intellectual conscious mind that's so afraid of that it's, you know, it's a more primal reptilian part of our mind. That's like, I can't sit with for 10 more seconds. So I would literally say out loud to myself, I'm not going to die and again your conscious mind's like that's dumb you're sitting in your living room you're not, of course you're not going to die but that part of us that's so afraid of being in the body and feeling that for one more second literally thinks it's going to die yeah. and so if you can just tell yourself hey, I'm no matter how bad this feels I'm not going to die it's just like oh, okay I really can take one more breath and be present here for one more moment and what if I did believe that's actually all I need to do
0: Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. You've done so beautifully, Randy, I, I really appreciate what you've um, what you've shared. And it's a beautiful journey. You're a beautiful woman. It's the compassion with which you've met yourself that lets you hold space for others and share so beautifully. So um, is there anything you would say? So since we've had a lot of questions about, you know, we're starting the embracing health, the next group up. To come in in June, and we've been sharing um, just people's stories of what their experience was with this. Um, that you might say to someone who's considering working with the group and working with me for the year. Um, that you would share with that person who's like maybe this feels right, but I'm not so sure, or has had a rocky journey and is like, I don't, I don't know. That might bring them some clarity um, to feel into whether it's
1: right for them. Yeah, I, I would say that when, when you see something available and your initial response is like, oh, I should do that, or you're like, I'm not sure, do I need to do that? To move into your body and be like, if I, if I knew it was going to work and I knew there were no limitations, what would be my choice? You know, because I think that will be very clear on because sometimes there'll be a feeling like, oh, if that were true, I don't really need to do anything right now. Like, I don't need anything else right now.
0: Yeah, I want to feel into your thing, too, because you had such a good awareness. Like, what did the program create for you? um,
1: A very, a very strong shift in my ability to to receive i don't know if this makes sense to anyone to receive my being <laughs> my beingness because um i mean that's one of the things that you speak to a lot is that we can't actually create our health you know we create the environment where that health thrives where it actually that version of us where it's already actually present and so um it it helped me like dissolve that pattern of, I've got to learn these techniques and those tools as a way to assist me rather than I'm going to be present and show up for this work as a way to receive who I truly am and receive with everything that's here for me. Mm -hmm. It's like allowing of what's already here instead of I have to work and learn and understand this and then apply these things so that I get this result.
0: I think one place that's really been evident is um, how you have created your work now, where it was like, I want to do this. I want to do this. There was a lot of tension around it. And then you'd find like as soon as you go to write a blog, like I am just so tired. I have no energy. I can't access this. And you really opened to the receptivity of this is an expression of me. You received yourself. And then your work has, has really begun to create itself in fluidity. You've accessed the consciousness that your work resides in because the world doesn't need one more like coach telling you how to MIH it, make it happen. I did this and I'm going to show you how to do this or someone who's operating in the hardness and has managed it, that what people are so, so deeply grieving for is someone who has let life in and can show them how to do the same
1: yeah well and because i could see that and you've been telling me for a long time but i also want to say to people that if you're if you've been in this work a while and you're like oh but i want to have that shift be so gentle be so patient with yourself because we get it when we get it you know Mm -hmm. you can you can't manufacture your own breakthrough you can soften to the point where it you allow it. And if that was the one thing that I, I would go back and tell myself that might have helped had things be a little smoother, or a little quicker. Mm-hmm. It's that it's like, I was like, I'm trying so hard to get it or get my breakthrough or make my expansion happen. And just be like, could you sit in this moment, just in a little more peace and a little more stillness where you don't like the, the level of consciousness that you're in, or you don't like how it's manifesting, or you don't think like, just, okay, here's where I am right now. Could I just have, have you know a, a tiny bit of space around this? If, if I did open to the idea that everything I actually want is coming, regardless, it's coming at some point, could I just relax and slow down,
0: right. knowing that it's
1: all here for me? Well, um, there's a question even, and I'll welcome any questions people
0: have about the Embracing Health Group or any of this work, but someone's saying, feel like I need to do the other groups before I do this or am I not allowing myself? I think I need to do more before I can do this. This is a great question. So why don't you speak to that? Cause I yeah. think that's, it's almost like this idea that there's a hierarchy yeah. and like, Whoa, this is up there, but I don't, you know, I know that's not really true at all. So. No,
1: I had that so much again, that really goes back to the part of me that felt like um, I had to earn it. So if we're earning something and we have to, um, you know that that then we're going to work towards it in these steps these layers and so we think well i have to accomplish this one at this level first like succeed at that one and prove that i'm good enough and then i can go to the next level but you know life is not like school <laughs> that's you know and and that's just a, a busy way of keeping us from receiving because if if this quote bigger thing or it seems like um more advanced is actually calling to you and resonating for you then then that Then that your body knows, your system knows, your higher self knows that that's what you need to receive and you don't have to earn it. You don't have to work your way um, up yeah. towards it. Maybe you can also speak, because we had
0: um, questions, and I did a session in um, Instagram yesterday, and we posted it in the Mind Body community, just answering some basic questions that have come in. But some people are are, are concerned, like, well, I'm not on a time zone. I could be there for the calls live. Mm-hmm. Will they still have that impact for me if I'm listening to the recording? So I think you'd be a great person to speak to that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because um, first of all, from a certain point of view, like time doesn't exist It's irrelevant. (laughs) So this isn't I and I used to have that I used to feel like, oh, if I'm not um, receiving like that vibration or that energy, or I don't get my question answered live. I'm again, I'm not. Again, anything like that is still going to be tied to this idea of fear and I don't have access to what to what I need. And so when I started to soften and be like, doesn't matter, doesn't matter if I'm there live, if I listen to the recording. And what what's so interesting is, when I can't get my, when when I couldn't get my questions always answered live, um, one like, one hundred percent of the time, someone else would ask a question that addressed the exact thing. So I always received when I opened, I always received what I needed. We do always have access to it. It's really this this willingness to, um, to understand, for me, it was, it, it took quite a while to understand that if, if I'm trying to have this vision of who I want to be and how I want to show up in the world or what I want to create or have or do or be, um, but I'm in the state of being on the one who doesn't have that. And that's my core identity. It's like, you're trying to, um, it's like, you're trying to have, um, show up as a certain person in a certain role, but you're wearing the clothes, it's not that person. So it's like you you literally can't get there from there. Mm-hmm. You, and and it, so it again it took it took a lot of courage actually to, to be honest. It took a lot of courage to soften because it was like, okay, well if I'm not working to be this person and working to get that and I just have to be that there's this idea, well then I'm just stuck with this version of me. I'm just stuck here. And so you're then stuck. I started to you see I'm this. stuck I'm with this yeah. And so I started to see that, oh, that's what a lot of what's going on here is the this, this self rejection that if I could just get over here where I'm where I've gotten it, whether I'm more accomplished in the outer world or even from a spiritual sense where I'm like, I've integrated this higher state of being. Yes, partly I was drawn to it because that's the truth and that's the desire. But there's like a shadow element of like, if I do that, then I no longer have to be this person who's so inadequate and such a loser and never gets it. Yeah. Self-rejection. Yeah. And when We're I was after- willing to be like, okay, I allow that, that all that noise is going on, all that identity. And I just opened a tiny bit and like, well, what if that wasn't true? What if that's not who I really am? In fact, what if that's who I've never been? And what if just being in the state, you know, this dispersion this or this health or this ease actually pulls me in and I don't have to fight so hard to get Like over there, what if it's just right here? Mm.
0: Which is the only place we can really access aliveness. The only place where the body can actually heal when we come into the now more willingly. Someone's asking, can this work for me if I don't make big changes like leaving my marriage or starting a new career? This is a great question, especially with what you have just shared.
1: Yeah, totally. Because um, so... I'm not quite sure if the person's saying that they don't want to make big changes um, or if they just have things going on in their life that aren't as extreme, but um, either way, like life is always a reflection of where we're residing, of our concept of what we're believing. And so when you start to change yourself by not working and changing yourself, but by receiving internally, things outwardly are going to change whether that's maybe you don't have to leave the marriage because it improves so drastically or um you're effortlessly led to a career that you love or you find that you can just have a job that's fine and your purpose doesn't have to be what you actually get paid for so either way and if it's the other end of the question of like well is this work for me if if um i don't have like anything massive going on but if it if it Peaks your, again, your curiosity, then there's something in your being in your higher self that's like, hey, there's something here for you. Even if you're like, well, my life is kind of normal and average. And what do I need here? But there's something. Mm-hmm. And to listen to that, to listen to that still so, small voice, either way, for sure, the work will serve you.
0: Well, I'm gonna welcome any other questions that come up, you can share with our support system. Uh, Our support team is support at drkimd.com. The program, we're starting the next group in June. Um, The link is at drkimd.com forward slash health. And it will basically be going through this integration over the course of a year. The calls are really powerful, we do each month where individuals will be in that hot seat position for one on one. Everyone will have the opportunity to come and be in that one on one with me in the group, um, which you know I, th- I think you've received like that before as well, Randy. Um, it, and it's it's always like a a real it gets to the depth of what's going on. We're not on the surface stuff of looking at moving around the parts so you can manage it better, but actually allowing a resolution in the deepest levels of your being. So we do the work right there in the call, but when you're listening to the recording or you're attending live, um, you're receiving all of that as well. You're receiving that energetic shift. You're receiving that consciousness shift. This is where a lot of the power in the work takes place. Um, people have said, how much time is it? And I, I think that even if you are just showing up for that college month, um, there's a, a massive, massive sh- awakening for you, a shift in yeah, your
1: that conscience. alone. I mean, that alone is worth all of it because that's actually one of your zones of genius is like, you have that ability to very quickly like zone in on a person's entire experience on their internal experience on what their mind is going what their energetic system is going, and just like, cut right through it and be like, okay, here's what to look at. And so if you can show up for those calls, even just the calls from that place of just openness, like I'm willing to receive, and then have the courage of whatever that is, you know, because sometimes the receiving doesn't always feel awesome in that moment. But on the other side of it is always what you really want, always. Mm -hmm. And so That's like, that's one of the things that I love so much about you and like so many things. I mean, I you just hit like literally have changed my life. Your work has changed my life. How you show up has changed my life. And because I've been, you know, with you and like following you for so long, I have seen your growth and expansion and just been like, wow. And that's actually been one of the biggest reasons that has given me the courage to do it. Because there's not a lot of people out there who show up the way you do, where you're willing to like show your own growth. There, are like, so many teachers are showing like this, like public persona that stays the same. And like, you are so real. And it gave me the courage. Like I can be that, I can do that. Can I receive that? And so I just love and appreciate you so much.
0: <laughs> oh, I love you too. So much, sweet love. You're incredible. You're amazing. I- I've seen you blossom in this past period of time and, I think everybody in the, in the community is deeply inspired by that. So thank you for being here. And thank you for everyone joining live or listening to the recording or listening to the podcast. Um, we are welcoming in the members for this next group, which I know will be a very uh, collaborative group that we will really, truly collaborate uh, energetically in our collective awakening and how that contributes not only to our individual lives, but to the collective Um, This is really important. You know, We are not separate. We are part of all that we see. And it is the greatest contribution that we can do um, when we surrender to our own yes. And we follow that and we allow that and we receive. It is the greatest contribution that we can be to those we love, to others in the world. So, uh, Randy, where do people find you? So people may have questions or just thoughts for you. And I know you're on Facebook. What might be a place where you're hanging out?
1: Uh, so anyone can find me at, at my website, which is the dot com. And um, I also just I'll mention I did a, a meditation last night. I was inspired by um, everyone in the group. I did a meditation that you can find on my website that's called embracing the unwanted, which is like a big part of, of how I meet like the really painful, intense things that especially what comes up when you first get on that train. So yeah, so my website and then I, uh, the links to my YouTube and Facebook and Instagram are on the website as well.
0: Awesome, awesome, beautiful. <laughs> Speaking my fancy said I'm looking forward to being in the hot seat when I <laughs> come into your class because I believe that I will be healed in my body and spirit. So just receive it now. Yeah. Don't make it conditional. All the things that are uh, a contribution to you um, when you soften when you let go of the ideas you will access them to much much higher degrees so so welcome all right the renaissanceredhead.com thank you so much for being here thank you everyone for joining we'll be here each week live with mind body TV next week we have one more piece in the mind body miracles series with uh jess Sullivan who we are bringing back in she has been um, helping me run the embracing health course she's been in my work for many many years now and has had like some Really incredible openings. Um, So you can tune in next week on Wednesday at 11 a.m. Mountain Time. Um, The Embracing Health information, if you would like to join the live group and be a part of this year's acceleration, is at drkimd.com forward slash health. And you can reach out to our team for um, any questions or other things maybe we didn't touch on here at support at drkimd.com. All right, lots of love, everyone. Bye. Thank you
1: Thanks for being here.
0: You've been listening to the Mind Body TV podcast with Dr. Kim DeRamo. For a special download to assist with integrating this work, go to drkimd.com forward slash podcast.